Welcome, everyone. We have another very special podcast today, of course, brought to you by Club GG, where you can create clubs for free and win hundreds of thousands of dollars in prizes monthly. Today, the man, the myth from Finland, Dan Tolpanen, if I'm pronouncing that right, also known as uh, you, Nikki, uh, which is uh, very unique, right? If I'm pronouncing that correctly, apologize for that. But Dan, thank you for coming on today. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. And uh, your pronunciation was like perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I hope so. It's a it's a cool looking name. I, I definitely am not versed in, in the beautiful language over there. I, I've actually never been to Finland. I know Helsinki, I hear, is one of the more beautiful cities and amazing places. So I, I do hope to go. Uh, it's on my bucket list. And is that is that where you are? Are you in Helsinki specifically or what part of, of Finland? Yeah, I live in Helsinki right now and I'm at home. So, yeah. And you're welcome, yeah. everyone. Uh, Want to come here? I will sh- show you some good time. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm definitely it's definitely near the top of my list. I have heard great things. So let's let's dive in. I know your 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 poker background. You love poker. You're a musician fundamentally. That's your sort of main thing. You've done acting and all different types of things. We're going to talk about. Maybe give a little background about yeah who you are again. Like life story in a minute or two. But then segue into how you got into poker. Let's let's start with that. Yeah. So yeah, my real name is Dan, and. Uh, yeah, I'm known in Finland mostly as a musician, and my career started like uh, uh, 20 years ago when I first signed to Warner Music in Finland, and did a couple albums there. And uh, 2003, we made an India label with my friends here in Finland, and it it grew really big and still is today one of the biggest indie labels in Finland. We produce mostly rap, pop, R&B music. And I've been making, yeah, like a 13 albums, I think, and hundreds, hundreds of millions streams in YouTube and Spotify. Uh, done over a thousand shows, of course, most in Finland because my music isn't Finnish, but also been performing in Tokyo, Amsterdam, uh, UK, Tallinn. So also some shows abroad and it's been great. And... Also, yeah, doing TV shows and uh, some reality shows like The Apprentice and all, all kinds of stuff. And uh, But the music is like the platform that has made all those other things possible for me. And actually through music, I get into poker as well. Uh, in circa 2007, 2008, I met this young high stakes crusher called Ilahi Sahamies and he was really big fan of our music and he knew all the songs. He knew all my songs. When I first met him, he was just rapping his own, my own music to me. And I knew that he was like a big poker player and we really get to know each other. We had mad good time hanging out. And uh, I watched him play like a really big stakes. Like they were like uh, switching, like, Hey, can you give me hundred grand on like full tilt? And I was like, what? What is this like big stakes stuff? And uh, then Ilari came, one of my videos, they had this poker company called uh, Power Poker. And uh, they sponsored one of my uh, most successful music videos and songs called Poyaton Poiki. That's, uh, that is Boys Will Be Boys is the title of the song. And that's the video yeah, right there. And you mentioned that you, before I was looking at this and kind of scrolling through and you said this is a very nice penthouse view, obviously, but this is in Finland. And this is actually what was uh, the story. One of the guys won the EPT at 19 years old and bought this. Is this, is this Yeah. Good? So the 
uh, one of the uh, most successful PLO players of all time, Jens Gullonen, Jeans 89. He won the EPT Copenhagen when he was 19. And at the same time, yeah, I get to know him and Hilary like uh, almost at the same time because we were searching a location for the video. And Jens said like, yeah, I got this friend. He just bought this really nice penthouse and he won like million in Copenhagen. And then he called Jens and hey, can we come and shoot part of the video at your new condo? And Jens was, yeah, well, actually I'm I'm going to play some tournament series in uh, Bulgaria. I'm leaving today, but I will give you guys the keys and I, I will leave uh, 17,000 euros on 500 bills on the <laughs> on the bedroom. So if you need it, you can just... I can do whatever, but but return it, please. <laughs> and and the story went that uh, it one shot Ilaris on Jean's bed, and there's a midget throwing those bills on Ilaris. So, <laughs> but we returned all those bills when he came back from Bulgaria. So it was all good. I love it. I'm gonna have to. Uh, yeah, I have to. We'll have to scroll through. I'm worried about the like, copyright, right? If I if I show or play the video, it may may um may may ban this video i had that happen once with someone where we were showing something so uh even right. though i'm sure you give us permission i would hope but um yeah i don't know how that works so yeah the uh well if you guys go check that out you can we'll put that in the show more below i see that did have over you know, what 10 million views or something crazy it looks like uh a, a yeah, lot of, a lot yeah of i think hits. it has like 10 million views on youtube and which is like really big number and also spotify is 10 million or something as well yeah and and, and is that so that song what that what year was that in yeah oh yeah 8.7 uh that was like 2009 i think the video came out and and how active are you now versus then in 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 terms of your pie chart on time for music poker you know what what is your main passion now well uh at that time after that song came out it like uh, I was actually banned before that in the band, uh, three guys, but uh, that was my uh, one of my first solo singles. So that really blew up. The, the song came so big. So after that, like many years, I did like 121 or 130 shows per year, which was quite exhausting. Like some days I, I made like three show, shows per day. But uh, nowadays I'm so old, 41, so I don't have the energy and I have more... Uh, focused a bit on other businesses like uh, poker and making some social media collaborations. Uh, one uh, quite successful startup is for uh, invoicing service for companies. And yeah, but this year uh, I, I'm trying to play a lot of poker because it's been good. Like during the COVID, uh, I've been uh, studying quite a lot. I have a lot of professionals as friends. And so... Yeah, one goal to the to this year is just travel a lot and get new flags on my hand and mob, and uh, hope hopefully get some decent scores. And that's one thing I I really like about uh, like the community, poker community here in Finland, because all those guys, Elis, Joni, Ilari, like their stakes are like ten or hundred times bigger than me, but they always have time to teach and like talk about hands and stuff. So I think that's that's one thing I'm quite good as well. At at least on those stakes, I'm playing by myself. Yeah, that's uh, that. That definitely some of the best players in the world. Just very friendly guys too. I know Yoni well and really like him a lot. What What do you think makes the Finland sort of, you know, stereotypically right as a country feel like very good poker players, but more so 
PLO. This is a question that I've talked to Patrick Antonius about. He's been on the podcast. I see you've, he's on one of the featured episodes, obviously a very successful, one of the you know well, most well-known p- poker players in the world, been around forever and, and had so much success over the years. Um, what, what do you think it is that makes Finland so good at poker and, and in particular PLO? Well, yeah, at least one thing I think that when I first times so I went to casino here in Helsinki, they always have like at least the same amount PLO tables as the no limit. So, you know, if, if there's a queue on the no limit table, then you go to PLO table and you start to learn that game. So there's uh, we are offering a lot of PLO games in Finland in every place you go. There's at least the same amount of tables of PLO as there's all them. And I think that is the one reason. And, and that's the, I think uh, one general reason why we're good is because like the first, before I went to abroad first time, uh, I, have been, I played many years in Casino Helsinki and just in Finland. And I, I realized when I went to abroad, like the first time, how, how the top level or how, how big or high the level for the poker is in Finland. I didn't even realize that before I went to play, you know, abroad. And after that, I I started to go more and more because it's a good school to go, you know, learn here to play first and then go like outside of Finland. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, where, where is, is, is it though? Like, is it, is it something about, is that, you think that's the main reason though? Is it because you just play more? It's because like, there's a lot of parts of the country, even in South Florida now, primarily at the hard rock, right? You go, it's five, five card PLO is like the main game by far. So it's not, yeah. you know, it's not like, is it that just a head start? Is it the IQs higher? Is it the water? People live healthier. Like what, what is it that makes them? They're just so good. You know, yeah, well, they, say, they say it's in our mother's milk, but I don't know about that. But yeah, uh, I think at least the, I, I think we got a little bit of head start because now when I'm going like, yeah, the EPTs and I went to the, like WSOP first time this year, and now people are starting to talk about more and more about the PLO5. But in Finland, it's been like a really popular game, at least for, you know, like six, seven years. Like people have been playing so much like PLO5. So I think there is a head start, you know. when Now when people go PLO5, there are so many combinations of the hands. Yeah, they think, oh, I got a flush draw, I got a straight draw. They don't even know, like, you, you all, <laughs> mostly you need the nuts. Right. And, you know, they're, they're overvaluing their hands and, you know, in, like it's such a cliche, but tight is right. And that's even more in PLO5. Yeah. And, and one thing maybe because of the role models, because, you know, when I get to know Ilari and Jens, they were uh, like especially the PLO crushers and they were known to like beat those games. And maybe, you know, the younger generation of poker players, they're looking up to those guys. And looking like yeah, Omaha is the finished thing, and they put more focus and time to that. Right. Yeah, it makes makes a lot of sense. And the the last call poker documentary. So this is something that I know you've put a lot of time effort. It's getting a lot of really good feedback. What is what what is this about? Can you tell me how this? Where did you start this, and where did this idea come come about? Yeah. So uh, last poker last call documentary has been really one of my main, main things in these times after COVID. And uh, originally the concept was a little bit different from what it came after all, because it was just, uh, it it was supposed to be about me to go and play my first WSOP main event, like a YouTube series about that, like maybe two or three episodes. And, but then came COVID. 
So I was supposed to go that year, the COVID came. So that was 2020 or 19, uh, 20, yeah. So we couldn't go because everything was canceled. And then at the same time, I switched. Uh, I've been poker ambassador for nine years for two different companies. I switched a company and they were more open to new kinds of marketing stuff and really like we said like this is going to be a cool thing you know like we want to do it for the poker culture and they did totally like understand the value so we get quite quite nice budget and uh after covid that we could like uh travel again then the whole idea just escalated let's do like a worldwide documentary not just me but like every other like big poker players in finland and in abroad and I would be like a host, more like and more like a host, host of the show. Mm-hmm. So, and then we reached out to Patrick, which is uh, obviously the most known poker player in Finland and quite known internationally as well. And got him on the first season. Got Dara Kearney, Got Jens. Uh, got really good numbers, like maybe two two hundred thousand years or something. And it went really good, so we got a budget for second season, which is airing right now. And there's now, uh, I think there's now five episodes to come of season two. No, there's now out five episodes, and there's still two episodes to come. Uh, yeah, this month we're gonna have one episode of a uh, mixed game scene in Chicago, and other one is uh, we went me and this guy Casimir, which is new, twenty year old. A really good player in Finland. We went uh, to EPT Monaco last year with him, and like he was coaching me. And it's a really fun episode about uh, like traveling and how to be a aspiring new like a poker talent in Finland and in the world. And and is that is that something? So are you more? Is it more style the the documentary? Is it talking? Is it is it educational about poker? Is it about the individual or what? What I know your goal. You want to. Uh, bring more people to mainstream poker, right? That's one of the, the main goals. But what, what is the actual documentary and the, the shooting of this? Like, what is the series like specifically showing? What can people get from yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So the main goals when we first started was that we didn't want to dive into deep, like the strategy, strategy things or like that. Uh, we wanted to be yeah, more for the mainstream, but that poker players could also enjoy it. So we wanted to focus like on the, like a, people's uh, persons like how they are as a like a outside of poker as well like we went to patrick and just hang out here hang out hanging out with him like three days like constantly talking and uh and do you know the formula one show that thrives to survive yeah so it, it's about the like drivers how they are and even like all the i know like a lot of girls that love the show even though haven't watched for f1 ever mm-hmm. so we wanted to make about the, because there are so many interesting personalities in poker. So I just wanted to show it to the camera, like how, because there's if not. You, if you and, you and Patrick Antonius walk down the street in Helsinki, who's who's getting recognized first? Are you guys both pretty well known or is it, uh, would you say you're more, because you're more music. I mean, poker's popular, but it's not, is it still niche or does people pretty much know the top poker players? No, uh, I think I'm more known than Patrick. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean Patrick's Patrick's definitely in poker. Everyone's gonna know who he is, but it's still like poker's not. Yeah, it's not like uh, it, it maybe in Las in a different right in Las Vegas or in a casino versus um, you know on the the main street. But that's uh, that 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 is he's well known though, right? He is well yeah. known. Yeah, I mean, 
in Finland. And Ilari is quite well known. He's been some TV sh- doing TV shows and crazy stuff, and he's been in some tabloid magazines <laughs> as well because he's always doing crazy stuff. Right. At least when he was younger, because he was like the young poker millionaire, showed his ass from the taxi cab or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah for sure. There's definitely a lot of poker personalities. You know, I, I do. I've always thought that would be a very the, the interesting part about poker, though, is a lot of the most interesting things. You know, you can't really show or like the home game life, right? Like what it's like and the highs and the lows and gambling. And then there's different laws and regulations in different places. Yeah. So it's kind of it feels in the U.S. at least now with with sports betting legal at a federal level. Um, you know, poker's now legal in Michigan or, or it's, uh, you know, licenses in Pennsylvania. So it's starting to come, come back, but it's just a shame, right? Like back in, in such a beautiful game or, you know, chess and like poker also such a mental toughness game, but there's also luck involved. It just like, it feels like it's, it's close. Like I always feel like poker take one or two steps forward. And then you hear like the Jack Ford's hand thing or the, the possible <laughs> so situation, right? Like where like that, it, like it's this negative. Oh, got having some camera issues here, but um, you know, it just, it's like a, it's a bummer when you hear these negative things that get highlighted and pushed so hard. Cause like it just, at the same time though, live poker feels up. The online poker numbers are moving forward. Of course there's solvers and bots and all these possible problems that, you know, are, are, are prevalent. Um, but it does seem like poker is getting more popular, right. As a whole, like it feels like it's growing, it's getting more mainstream, less taboo and more appreciation for it. At the same time, it's still not completely like, you know, it has kind of seedy connotations, right. Where people like, where you're not necessarily like, Oh, I'm a professional poker player and wear it with the badge of honor. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like when you tell someone you're a professional poker player, it's almost like, you don't know what you're going to get reaction wise. Right. Or, or I'm a, you know, I do this for a living. Um, it, it's interesting. You get a mixed bag of reviews for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, that's why I, I really like, I'm doing this like for the love of the culture, the game has been like giving me so much fun experiences and been traveling around the world and, you know, getting notes to different personalities. It's been so much fun. And I try to always explain to the people that, that it's 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 not just a dumb luck and it's like the game that requires so much skill because I, when I tell them yeah I've been studying a lot like what can you study poker and then I'm telling yeah you can like study with your friends like you can study with the solvers you can watch streams and they're like you can never get ready or be ready like you you can spend your whole life like the same in chess like so I, I love the competition competition. Uh, I'm really a social, outgoing person, so I play online, but I enjoy live poker so much more, so I'm really focusing on that. And after COVID, I, I think it's been great to see, like, there's almost like the second boom, I think, when you go to Prague, EPT, or Monaco, or Vegas, like, oh, so many tournament series, live series, they are, like, doing breaking records, more and more new people coming into the scene, and uh, I want to be like part of that and a grow, growing that. And that's why I, I hosted my own tournament series in Finland. I was starting to get new celebrities to come. And, and I think poker is, I've been helping to poker get more recognition. Rick, how, how do you say it? Recognition, yeah. More recognition yeah. in Finland. And I'm really glad because it's a beautiful game. But you got to remember the bankroll management. And but for me, I think uh, why my games has been going quite good is because I could play higher stakes, but I'm playing with the money that does I, I doesn't mix it with my normal income. So it's really, 
I wouldn't want to be a full-time pro because right. it would, would be like too stressful for me. And I, I like to be like a recreational player, but who loves to study and get better in the game. Do you, do you prefer four PLO, five or six currently? Uh, four. Four? Yeah. Do you like five? Does that spread too at the casino? Do people play it? Yeah, I like I like five, but the, like it's it's such a it's such a gamble. Like uh, it's totally different game than four. And uh, I've been studying PLO four uh, quite a lot, but not so much the five. So I think I have more edge when I go play the PLO four. Right. And what what about in terms of you know promoting a documentary? You're obviously notable, very you know musician, especially in Finland. People you know people look up to you they they follow you they respect you do you feel any responsibility or pressure in terms of promoting poker because of course we know as you study the game it's deep there's solvers there's a lot of work that can go into it and, and just like anything in life you can overdo it right or, or or push the boundaries or do something irresponsible right a lot of things you can be addicted or whatnot but with poker you know it's sort of uh, i always say that like i i love the game i try to like show people how beautiful a game it is and to never encourage people to you know to, to go further than they they do but do you, you know, obviously it's something you, do you feel that responsibility a bit where you're like promoting a game where you know that some people can lose or maybe get carried away? How, how do you sort of um, approach that? Well, I always try to be like a, a, a saying, like be really, uh, uh, do it, do it in a ethically or how you say it, like, like a, in conservative, a conservative, like to the way that, yeah. uh, that I always remind people that don't like, a don't, don't play the money that you can't afford to lose. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't feel like that. Like I love the game and I want to show it because it's, it's a great game. Of course, some people have problems with it, but uh, for example, but when the COVID hit, I got this uh, really good offer from Tallinn, which is the country next to us. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go like a one and a half hours by boat and, uh, I got really good uh, offer that if you want to stream, we will like, I didn't have a job because the, all the shows were canceled just when the COVID hit, like mm -hmm. I had to cancel like 50 shows and I didn't have work to do. So they said like, if you want to come for a year to Tallinn, we're going to pay your condo, your car. We're going to, and the, uh, they, they would have been paying me a lot of money, but uh, I would have been streaming like five, five days a week, but half poker and half slots. Mm. So that's the thing I, I would never do because right. that's that's not cool. Like the slots are from hell. <laughs> yeah, opinion. yeah. That's I mean that that's the thing. Like, look, I, I, yeah, I know I have friends or people I know have done it, and like, yeah, there's always different levels and areas of of sort of you know reasonable stuff and. Yeah, it's like, you know, some people could say it's entertainment, but that, that obviously we know the house has the edge on that um, yeah. purely. And so that's that's obviously like sort of, you know, it's 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 a it's a tricky one. Is that where you're saying where Juventus is that part of Italy? Uh, sorry, where Juventus, the club is that part of Italy? No, 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 not Italy. Tallinn. Tallinn. OK, not Estonia. Oh, Estonia next door. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, they have pretty liberal crypto laws there it's like a crypto haven too as well and they may be a little more loose on everything there i've never been there heard heard good things but um i'm not i'm not as familiar with that country and what are the current laws in finland and, and sweden sort of that the scandinavian countries it's it's definitely more strict with poker in terms of depositing and rules and regulations what's the current landscape there 
Yeah, so the Sweden is better because they have now a licensed market. They have been having it for a few years and it has worked really well. So there's new operators in the country and there's more money flowing on the culture and sports. But in Finland, there has been like a monopoly because uh, and it's been really bad because there's only one one company uh, which is owned by government who can like decide who owns the casinos. Uh, and now they like prevented all the marketing for other, from other companies. So uh, I used to do this called Poker Room uh, for two years now that we made the last call with, but now now it's uh, canceled at the moment. Mm-hmm. But there's good news because uh, there's now all like all the politicians are now turning their jackets or how you say it, and they're starting to vote uh, like watch for the license market. So we think it's going to come 2025 or 26. We're going to have a license market as well here in Finland. And then there's like, there's going to be endless possibilities to do like so much nice stuff and host tournaments, do marketing, all the fun stuff. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that now. Very cool. And I got to ask you kind of going back to music, being a musician, how did you know you had that talent and what, what attributes do you have? Cause this is something I find fascinating always, whether it's poker, music, acting, you know, there's so much luck involved too, right? Like you have to create your own, oh, yeah. lost my camera there. It's lucky when you have good, bad equipment or good equipment. I don't know what's going on with my court here, but you know, how, how did you get into, uh, how did you get into specifically music and what is your sort of talent? What makes you to be a, a top musician? Uh, well, I think uh, I was re- really like a, a proper hip hop head when I was a kid. Uh, I started like break dancing when I was maybe uh, 11 or 12 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I really uh, get into urban music as well, like listening some really old school hip hop to break into. And and I don't know, I just remember I wrote my first verses when I was like 12 or 13. I was like, just I found uh, uh, NWA straight out of Compton and those songs. And I was uh, I really wanted to be like a gangster, <laughs> gangster from Helsinki. <laughs> So, but yeah, but I was 12 or something, Right. but yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I just really liked rap and, and I could have never imagine it as a profession because uh, uh, we were the first ones to do rap in Finland, our company. Uh, when we started, uh, we released our first stuff like in 99 or something. There wasn't any rap music or co- at least commercial rap music or like you couldn't imagine that you could like live out of it. Right. So, and and now today the rap is the most popular genre in the whole Finland. So we were really starting that whole scene in here. So I think that 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 will be my like biggest legacy of my life that we really started the rap scene here in Finland. And uh, it actually came because we saw we first saw that it was really big in France, and then in Sweden there was really big like the first uh, rapper who rapped in Swedish. So we thought, hey, if, if they are doing it, why can't we try that? Because before there, before that, there was only like this, uh, like a joke rap, like which was just a pure joke. But we were first to do it like a proper way, and 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 it's crazy because nowadays, like people, their career might last like you know three years. They go to Spotify top ten, and then they come down from there. But it's been really a blessing able to do music for twenty years for a living and. And yeah, and all the other stuff that it has been made possible. So it's, it's been great. 
Yeah. So, and and when when you did, when did you know? Did you know you had a hit when you had this song when it came out? You know, because that's always interesting to me too. Like musicians, they create so much music, they write music, they do different things, and then something just clicks and hits. Is it noticeable when it when you come up with it? When when you when the when you do the lyrics, when you hear the beat, when you put the song together, when do you know when something's going to kind of be a a star or a standout song? Well, uh, uh, well, some. If we're talking about that song, when we made the chorus in the studio, I, I just think yeah, this is going to be a banger. It's going to be big. And sometimes, I don't know, you just know, maybe when, like usually it's the chorus, of course, because that's the thing that makes the song popular. But uh, there's also like quite a, many letdowns for every artist because you always, like sometimes when you think this is going to be like the biggest song of my career and then you release it and it's not then there's it's uh it's quite mentally it's really uh struggling especially nowadays because it's the youth uh spotify time has like nobody's making that many albums no more it's, it's more about the songs you know you gotta make a hit songs uh and like the circle of the song or how you say it, the there's not like classics like bohemia rhapsody or you know all the classics because it's so fast, you know, every, every Friday there's the new music Friday on Spotify. There's a thousand new songs you go through and, you know, so there's not, not that kind of a classics anymore. And I think the, the pain is so much like, um, know, so the stress is like worse because yeah, it used I, I, to be like you do one album and one, one tour per year and that was it. But nowadays, you know, if you one of your songs is not going well, then you gotta try to make a new hit. And you know, but sometimes when you go, when you do hit after hit, then it's good. <laughs> but yeah, right. It goes, yeah, like, gonna, it goes like poker. It's the variance. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask. I mean, this seems very similar to like Olympics or athletes, and I mean, and something like that where the highs are high and the lows are low. And it seems yeah. like it's very difficult. You could say about a lot of things, right? Poker as well, right? You're, yeah. you're on a winning streak. You're, you know, you lose 10 cash sessions in a row or you don't cash 20 tournaments in a row or you win a tournament, get second the next and you're on top of the world. So it, it, how much mental preparation or sort of uh, protocol do you go through? Is there, do you have a, do you have a, you know, a team? Do you have a mental coach, a life coach, a manager? Like do you, how, how, give me a little bit of a, a look into your sort of overall um, team and how you operate well the songs we are making usually we have a team of two or three but i i make songs with different teams and then i have my label uh then i have my therapist <laughs> which is really important <laughs> right and uh but yeah uh yeah and uh and my anr anr and the people who are doing the promotion so what what does anr stand for uh it's like who who is responsible of your PR, like public relations, like the man media. Uh, and... He's like he's he's like a ma manager. I say that. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's um, has that been fun or has that been stressful to that process, the business side to get everything in a row? Because you know, I think with poker content, these type of things as well, I'm sure you've seen it. Like it's fun to film, right? You sit with Patrick, go to cool locations film things but the actual work of like organizing and setting up and there's a lot of things like making a movie or anything it's not just like you know actors will say it all the time like they talk about it like it's it's actually not that fun to shoot a movie right it's like take after take and you know sort of monotonous like do you, do you have you find the process of creating fun stressful or a little of both 
a little both and it really switches like sometimes uh, you, you can do a song and it takes two years because you go back in the studio. I, I don't know. And then you think, OK, maybe I try one more time and we switch this and that, this instrument. Let's go with the piano, not guitar. And then, then it comes out and it's a really big hit after two years. And some and so it's stressful because you go to you're going to have a 10 studio sessions. But sometimes you just go and you, you do one session and then boom, it's done. And it's like magic, like how we did it. like in So so fast so it really depends but uh but yeah uh, i love to do my art and uh, especially the shows has always been really important to me because uh, i love to bring joy and happiness to the people and uh, that's why i never i don't like even though i'm quite old as an artist who makes rap music uh, but i still want to tour because because i want to bring happiness and entertainment to people that's my thing and and tell me about touring and, and concerts. How what does that look like per year? Like how many shows do you typically do? You know how big uh, you said COVID sort of threw a wrench in that, obviously. But you yeah. know, like typically, what what give me like twenty twenty three? What does your twenty twenty three look like? Uh, well, I think uh, now on the like winter and spring, I'm gonna mostly I'm gonna do more song. Um, I'm I will be more in the studio making new music. But maybe summer and fall time, I'm going to tour more. But I don't think I'm going to make that many shows this year. Maybe like 30. And next year, I think will be a busier because this year I want to focus more on making new, new new songs. And this year and next year, I want to perform those songs. So, oh, I mean, 30 is still a lot. Like what type of audience in, in city? You mentioned Tokyo. You stay, you know, in, within Finland, but you know, what what is a typical size concert for you and, and venue? Like, in on a tour, you go for like a couple of weeks at a time or a month? Or no, just... it's Finland. It's more like it's like mostly on weekends. So you, okay. you do every Friday, Saturday, maybe Wednesday, some you know student parties, and then summer more. But yeah, maybe like a normal show would be like a four to. Uh, 800 people or 1,000 mm -hmm. people, 400 to 1,000 people in like club or nightclub or venue. And then summertime, the festivals are quite big. So then it might be like uh, two to 10,000 people or something like that. So yeah, so, summertime, the shows are the biggest. But yeah, 30 is not a lot for me because in the, yeah, my, my best year is 135 shows. And I did like a, six years in a row over 100 shows per year so that was crazy because finland there's only like five million people but the country is really long so the distances are really uh long so mm -hmm. when, you, when you go on a weekend you you start like friday morning and then you come back on sunday night so that's heavy yeah it's a lot that's a lot of travel a lot of trips and and what do you enjoy more now performing or playing poker if you would say at like uh say like a high stakes poker the highest you play on you know, a game or something what what is more exciting to you at the moment well uh <laughs> that's a hard question because it's so different but uh maybe if maybe like music is still like more important to me and like because i guess uh it's more that giving other people and poker is more to yourself mm -hmm. but but uh, i don't know like the experience that i'm more of a tournament player because the when you get like now like last year, I was in the EPT final table and stuff. So when you get in the big final table on live, I think the adrenaline is so big and it's it's so that's like nothing. Nothing else comes even close to that. So or getting a winning a big tournament or something that's that's like really huge. 
Yeah, and what about uh, what about tournaments for you know travel? Do you have the World Series main event? Um, you know, do you do you play no limit hole in tournaments, or you focus primarily on PLR? No, no, yeah, yeah, I play more more no limit tournaments because okay. uh, there's there's not so much PLO tournaments available. Right, and do you you get a kick out of is is it is that something do you is that like World Series this year? Will you be in Vegas? Are you definitely going to play? Is that on your schedule, your calendar to go do? I don't know. Uh, I was the first time in WSOP last year. Mm -hmm. uh, it was great experience because uh, it was my fourth time I tried to go Vegas, and the destiny has al always come to play. So so, <laughs> COVID came and some other stuff before. But now I finally get got there, and we shot the third season of Last Call. We went, we were one month, went to some other places as well. But the season three is yeah, that's gonna be most about WSOP, and it's gonna be a great season. Uh, I, I think it, it will air later this year. And uh, and, and and where else do you like to go? What other what other stops around the world have you played and played some of the poker? poker series and you stick with mostly Europe have you been to Bahamas and Cyprus these other areas like where are some of your favorite stops that you've been well I, I really like the EPT Barcelona I like the EPTs Barcelona Prague was really good this year mm -hmm. and it was in it was, it was my first time in uh, EPT Monaco last year I think the venue was really nice there as well and uh, and of course, the WSOP was like no other, but uh, us from Europe, it's quite minus EV to go play there because if you cash big, you're going to pay the taxes, which is right. possible. But mm -hmm. uh, I would really like to go to see the Australian poker scene. And yeah, of course, the Bahamas is, I'm interested in that as well. But uh, I don't know if my bankroll is <laughs> enough. Yeah, I just saw the WSOP schedule come out and I, I got to actually deep dive into that. I don't know how much probably have a little more PLO and maybe even a five card event or two. I'm not sure if that made the schedule yet, but it's uh, it does seem like it's booming. The WPT just had that 10 K 2,900 some yeah. entries, the the live series, you know, GG's got huge guarantees. They're giving away world series poker bracelets. Do you ever, do you ever play online? Do you get to play some of these GG WSOP bracelet events or circuit events? Do you ever get to play in those? Uh, yeah, I made one, uh, I made one scoop final table just like, uh, I was it two months, a few months ago. Uh, sadly busted out on ninth, but got a decent cash. And uh, yeah, I've been playing. I, I just uh, I want a ticket to the some ho 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 Omaha on the WSO Point Venture on GG. Uh, I played some satellite for twenty six bucks, came first, and with the five hundred something ticket. So yeah, so I'm playing those. Very very nice. And and if you could choose a no limit or PLO event, same size, you'd choose PLO. If it was like a, say a big buy-in and same number of runners, do you prefer PLO tournaments? Mm, yeah 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 that's it, it's something just fun about i don't know something something to me more fun now they're adding annies to most of the plo tournaments and it, it does seem to be there like you said there's really not much more fun than being deep in a, a tournament for big money and having chips it's uh it's sort of a feeling you can't really replicate what what do your family friends think about you getting the music was this something that was was difficult you started so young but was your family like hey you know this is or maybe they just looked at it like, oh, this is a hobby and you'll grow out of it. Or was this like, when did they sort of, you know, how, what was their support like? Was it very, from the start, supportive or did it take some time for them to, to let be, be supportive of the, the musician life and, and dive into that? Yeah, well, uh, I think my mom and dad, they've they always been quite supportive. So they, because 
when we signed, like when when we first signed to Warner Music, it it started like really fast. So I I got I was only like 19 years old and making more money than my peers of my age. So and and uh, I was just finished high school and army before that, so they were happy for that because right. they were like, just to get good 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 education and and then after like. When I was 26, uh, I was doing shows and music and running the record label, but I still went to get a degree and a Bachelor of Business and Administration, so they were cool. more happier. So, <laughs> and what is your what is your record label? What is this? What does this mean? Where did you, what is this? I like the name; it looks cool. But what is it? What does it stand Kahina. for? Kahina. That's like a raucous, raucous records. Kahina Records. It's like a positive energy. And and your your Instagram, you told me it means like unique. This is what that means, uniki, Danny Danny Uniki. Is that yeah. kind of how it, it translates? Yeah, you, you said it correct. So very nice. And and what is this? What's going on here? This is what we're gonna use for your banner, or the cover. I like it. <laughs> but what's this pink pink outfit and and what, uh, what what's going on there? Well, actually, I made this cool campaign with Taco Bell on the uh, this summer. Okay. And, uh, that was one of the picks from the campaign. So we made like our own custom-made merchandise uh, that I designed with uh, with the designers. So there's some there's some if you go down there's some some of the uh, clothing we made with Taco Bell. So uh, you just go a little bit down on my there. Okay. Uh, there you go. There you very, see it. <laughs> very nice. So, and and what does this mean, Fakji? I see this a lot on your. Oh, that's that's like fuck yeah! That was just my single <laughs> from this year. Okay, very cool. Yeah, my dad actually was asking me make some notes and saw that was asking me what that <laughs> meant. But um, and I see you are a hockey fan as well. What's uh, is that? Just, that's one of those things that's in the DNA there in Finland. Uh, I don't know. I'm like a soccer fan. I'm a hockey fan. I'm uh, yeah. Every everybody's in Finland are hockey fans because we're so successful. We just won the world championships and the gold medals in Olympics. So. Yeah, but that was just a picture, and I was thinking that because I'm with the phone, so I was like, "Hi, hello, 2023." <laughs> yeah, so but if you want more fun content like that? Go check my Instagram. Very, very, very nice. And 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 Spotify. Explain to me about the the sort of business side of music currently, because this is also fascinating to me. People ask me all the time about Twitch, and I used to stream. Yeah. regularly on twitch it's like oh how much money do you make from twitch or youtube like in terms of impressions and clicks but a, a lot of it is about at least from my experience too it's a lot about just exposure you know putting it out there that's how you get sort of deals and opportunities but the actual money from say you know because like on the spotify for example you have eight million over eight million eight and a half million um downloads or, or plays you know yes. but like in terms of money like could you explain a bit on economics on like how nowadays music works because it, like you said it's changed it's not selling records really right that's sort of like now it's based on there's new metrics and ways to view stuff so so could you maybe just give me an overview on how it kind of works yeah the streams are yeah you're right the more about exposure so it just you get stream you get shows so i think at least for me the main income when it comes to music is from the shows so the streams are if you stream two million uh, which that's like the gold standard. You will get the gold record from 2 million in Finland and for 4 million is platinum. So 2 million, I think the revenue is like 10K, which is divided to the artist, to the team who makes the song and to the record label. So mm. that, that's not much. And you know, and 2 million in Finland, that's, that's a lot of streams. But I think like 
if my song streams two million, then I'm like satisfied. If it's under that, if it's under a goal, then I'm not happy with that. So, but wow. yeah, maybe the artist, normal artist, will make like a, you know, three thousand dollars from the gold single. So that's nothing. Right. Yeah, it's not gonna keep you the lights on. Gold singles per year, which which would be be a good result. You make like fifteen k. Right. But like I said, you got Taco Bell, you got sponsorships, you got, you know, doing different things. You're on TV yeah. shows, you're doing stuff. And that's sort of, yeah, it launches, it's sort of a launch pad for, for a lot of different things. What would you say, um, do you, are you the current state of music in the industry and the current state of poker in the industry from your understandings? What, what, what do you feel? How do you feel like the trajectories are for each in terms of popularity, uh, politics, um, fairness and, and, and all that. I don't know if there's, they're different, of course, but like, what do you feel like things are moving forward and you're happy? Or do you feel like there's things that need a lot of work and improvement and, and you see some faults? Like right, right? on my behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, to be honest, I think like my, uh, my career peak has, has been like, a, uh, I have reached my peak a few years ago when I made like really big songs and, uh, when when I had the energy to do do like over hundred shows and stuff, but but that's just common thing because I was thirty. You're more like you know idols for teenagers and young adults. Yeah. So I think like I I still have hungry for music, but and still have like many people going to my shows. But I think uh, I have energy to do music and shows maybe maximum five years, and then I'm gonna just shift my focus elsewhere uh, but maybe poker on the other hand i think i'm still like getting started because um my financial situation is quite good because i've been grinding the music and other businesses for 20 years so i'm thinking about yeah traveling and like not taking a shot like to live out of it but you know getting a chance i have more free time like i, I want to travel and like play poker and do stuff related to that. And as I said, I have the one startup, which is going quite good. So uh, I think that is going to be the one thing I'm going to grind a lot this year as well. And, and if you weren't playing, doing music or poker, what else do you think you would, you would be doing? And look, I mean, you obviously started this on record company or a red label, right? So that I'm sure that there's a lot that can be done there. Um, yeah. what, what, what would be, what is another hobby or something that you really enjoy? Uh, well, uh, I know I would be an entrepreneur for sure because I've always been liking, like, I wanted to be involved in different companies. But uh, I'm really into tennis, being for a few years, so maybe it would revolve around that. Maybe, like, uh, start some, go it, go taking people to tennis holidays because that's something is missing, like, to do this. I've been thinking about this really high-end tennis holidays to where to take people. Is it is is it is padel or pickleball popular there at all in Finland? Yeah, that's crazy. All, all the all, all the poker players are playing padel. Like, yeah, that's 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 the game of choice down here now. But also pickleball is like the fastest growing sport in America. It's similar. I don't know if you guys play that one, but it's it's a bit. Oh, we different. don't. I know what it is, but I, I don't play. I just uh, I just play tennis. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Tennis is fun. I feel like pickles more, you could play with your girlfriend, you know, your wife, like you could play with someone that is not, or your, your, your young child. Right. And you can hit and kind of rally and have fun. Yeah. But when you're playing with, with, uh, you know, when you're playing with 
tennis, right? You're not going to be able to play with your girlfriend. Like your girlfriend, you said you're, 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 you have a, you're not your girlfriend, correct? Not what? Yeah. yeah. Like if you're not going to go, you could play pickle with her much easier and she could probably pick it up and you can rally, but like tennis, you know, she's not going to return your, your serve or, or, or you can't, there's too, there's a lot of skill gap, right? Yeah. Like in general. So um, yeah. Are you, and you, that is something you're pretty, that's one of your passion sports tennis that you play or that you yeah, like. To I do like a tennis and CrossFit. So that, that are like the two, two things, but I've always been like, and I've been playing soccer, not anymore, but I played it for like 12, 13 years. And uh, I, I like to do all the, like all the different sports. And uh, uh, now the snowboard season is starting. I'm really looking forward to it and different activities. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's, is how is, um, how how is uh soccer currently i mean the world cup just happened you said is it is it a pretty popular sport there yeah well it's popular we made it to the european championships for the first time ever like two years ago yeah uh which was really big thing and i I waited all my life to finally get on the european or the world championship so maybe we will get to the next world cup that would be awesome i think uh the soccer culture is like growing more and more and um yeah i love soccer well, yeah. next next World Cup is going to have forty eight teams. I know, um, so that that feels like uh, you know, it's got to be a big, big, big improvement. Also, Holland, right? That guy from um, what Norway? Is it Norway? Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. He's insane. Like, so guy's just an absolute machine. But it kind of, it's that's a disappointing, right? To see guys like that not get in the World Cup. Um, yeah, you know, and even Italy didn't make the last two World Cups. But they, I was at the Euro final. They won. The Euros, but they don't make the World Cup. It makes no sense, right? How it's is that crazy. possible? That doesn't. Uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty bizarre. Um, so yeah, I think uh, that that's 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 very cool that you have such a a. It feels like you're very focused in two different genres, right? You, you sort of have a passion in both. If if I told you in 2023 you could only do music or you could only play poker, uh, what what would you choose? <laughs> that's so bad. I have to. I gotta put you. I gotta put you on the hot seat a little. I can't. Yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. Give you cream yeah. puff questions all day. Maybe still music because I'm so social. Poker is still like quite a long thing compared to being there with thousands of people. So yeah, and and uh, golf. I see golf. You some golf. Is that is that another sport? Are you pretty good at golf? No, I'm really bad. I started like last summer. And, and um. Is, is uh is that what's your handicapper not don't even have one literally just no, get no, out it, it, I, i've been playing only like few rounds so it's like 47 but that's so oh. fun because uh when i started playing uh, i've been watching like alice and yoni and those guys and they're always like like i've been thinking it's so stereotypical a poker player from finland he's playing plo he's playing tennis and he's playing golf so i will not play tennis i will not play golf so I started tennis like three years ago, and now I'm playing like every week. And now I started golf, so I'm I'm just just basic stereotypical poker player from Finland. Yes, <laughs> no. yeah, it's a very very gambly fun games for sure. Kind of kind of good to have that right to be able to, you gotta to be able to play. It's nice to be able to compete because um, those are games that you can you can handicap or bridge the gap as long as you're not yeah. absolutely horrendous. And um, what did you think about Las Vegas and, and Bellagio? I saw you with some photos there and you obviously just said you were, you got to go, you know, for, for sort of first time, well, like one of their first times, I believe, but what yeah, it, was, it was my first time in Vegas. Okay. What's your thoughts on Las Vegas? Like compared to what you believed it would be. Like it, I, I, I was like uh, expecting so much and it, it over like, uh, like it was even more, 
I got, I don't know. I enjoyed it so much. We were for two weeks. I was like maybe playing for half half of time of that, and uh, I don't know. I just enjoyed everything, like all the restaurants, all the all the shows, and because so many of my friends have okay, they don't play poker, but they say you know you can be on the Vegas maybe three or four days, then you have seen it, and you like you don't want to be there no more. I was like two weeks, and I can be there more like easily like for six months because. I think there's so much to see. And uh, we were like, uh, uh, part of the time we were at the hotels at the strip and part of the time we have a, we had a, like a villa, like a 10 minutes from the strip. So it was two totally different experiences as well. And I really liked them both. Very cool. And what, is, what about performing? And in, in, have you done any American shows or have you have you done music stuff here? Or you've done primarily, you said Tokyo, Finland, and, and where else have you, or your main places you perform? uh yeah like the door uh yeah like 99 percent finland because <laughs> my music is in finnish so right that makes that makes a lot of sense but tokyo seems to they just have a that there was some demand there you just want to go check it out and try it how did you set up and, and no and I, I, I was actually like uh uh when i was like it's so many years ago but i i uh, my girlfriend was from uh half japanese and his uh brother actually was part of the most successful rap group in japan so we made a switch they came to do a show in finland and we, we went to do a couple of shows in tokyo so <laughs> but that was actually really fun because japanese audience was even though they didn't understand the word they were like there was like a lot of people and they were like partying like crazy so it was a really fun experience yeah it's i um uh, that, that's it's interesting because I've never been there. I actually was supposed to go. I had a green card issue where what was where I was traveling there, and I there was an issue with like the or not green card, but there, there was some basically for my wife's Brazilian. She had didn't have the right documentation, and the person we booked through somehow didn't catch that. So like literally like flew to London, got on a flight to get on the plane to Tokyo, and we couldn't go, and that was pretty devastating. Then we still haven't been back. Um, I haven't gone there yet, and I've heard it's like one of the most incredible countries in the world so would you back that up it's just one of those places you got to go it's super unique and, and yeah it's amazing it's like a you can't compare it to it like anywhere else it's yeah. so, like a different world yeah it's uh, and how many languages do you speak uh i speak like uh yeah just finnish and uh, english and swedish okay so three yeah it seems like yeah that's um yeah and then how similar is swedish and finnish uh, not similar, but uh, my mom is from Sweden, and uh, it's compulsory to learn a few years in Sweden when you first start school. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, right. I'm apologizing my English. It's, it's not that good, but... No, it's very good. I've, I've understood very clearly, and I've, I've, I've understood everything and learned a lot. And got a couple more questions, though, before, before we end here. I want to know what you believe from attributes. Like in poker, you know, I've thought a lot about it. I've talked to a lot of people... And, you know, just what makes a great poker player, you know, the intangibles like that, you know, also just like bankroll management, game selection, right? All these type of things to be a great musician. What would you say are some of the, 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 the ranking, like the scale that people look at, you know, like what attributes, like, is it, you know, energy when you're performing or, or creativity, songwriting, your vocals, like what is, what is sort of the, um, the things that are, that make a musician great in your opinion that, that, that maybe someone wouldn't think of on their own. Uh, well, at least for what I'm known, like here in Finland, is my live performances, and maybe because I have backgrounds in breakdancing and stuff, I, I like some people they just stand 
when they perform. So I'm really like really energetic, like like doing doing crazy stuff on the stage. So that that's always been like my thing. Like you you want to bring the crowd the the good vibe, the energy, and and just maybe like my name, my artist name is unique. So don't don't blend into the mass and really it's it's a cliche, but you need the charisma. You need to be your like person like nobody else. So you know there's like many people in Finland that maybe like streaming more than me right now but I'm I'm the one they will recognize when they go in the street and and yeah. maybe in Finland you uh like don't get cocky if you get big like I always have time to my fans and you know I, I want to be a good guy and uh you know if somebody wants to take a selfie with me that's like two seconds of my day but it can like make someone really happy so I always try to think that yeah and do you do you have any kind of new year's uh, I don't say resolutions but goals for 2023 do you like in terms of you want to create this many songs or go to this many stops and poker anything that you're really focused on and in, in obtaining this year well yeah I've been like uh, uh, my my every year my poker goal is to get a new flag in the handle mob so last year I got four so Maybe if I get better, better results this year, it will be even better. And yeah, and may, maybe drop an album in the in the end of the year. That would be cool. So, yeah, that's uh, that is that is uh, pretty pretty special to do. You said you've done thirteen. Is that right? You've had about thirteen albums. So yeah, have... but my, my last full <clears throat> my last full album is from two thousand fifteen. After that, it's only been like uh, songs on Spotify. So. Yeah, it's 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 uh how much work and pressure goes into an album? I'll kind of leave on this last question. Like, tell me, tell me from start to finish when you come with it, because there's like the even the design of the album, how how many songs you put on, what makes the cut, how how in that process are you, or do you just produce a, you know x amount of songs, give it to a label or to the record? I guess you have your own right, your own record label, but you know how, how do you how involved are you with an album and, and that getting put out from start to finish? Well, if uh, I don't know how 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 is it with uh, like a normal artist in Finland, but I'm really involved. I want to be involved in everything. So, but yeah, if you make an album, you you make like maybe ten songs would be good nowadays, or even eight, because the albums are the songs are shorter because people's expansion pan uh, span is shorter and shorter. That's why people wants to see like TikTok for fifteen seconds. So. A lot. There's a lot of songs nowadays that are like two minutes instead of four that they were earlier. And but yeah, but maybe you if you make eight songs, maybe you need to do at least the triple of that and the demos, and then you just choose the best. So my, it's a lot of work. My last question is now. You know, it's it's interesting because similar to poker, right, or hockey, or the NFL. They changed the NFL now, right? There's 17 games, not 16. So there's all these records. People have receiving records, rushing yard records, this and yeah. that, right? So now all of a sudden the history of NFL, the last few years, they add another game, which is like everything's completely off calibration-wise. Similar to, to measuring success or in poker, you know, there's so many bracelets. So they add online bracelets or there's more yeah. entries. So it's hard to calibrate these different records. What about for music with the, the um, you know, 
Michael Jackson or Platinum and he's Drake, these records sold, now it's streams. Is there sort of a, a loss in in you know how to how to measure the success of songs or downloads and all this? Like how how is that? What's the gold standard now? Like what do you look at? What is what is a year goes by and you look at an artist and you're like, wow, he had this many you know, albums or this many downloads, like what, what, you know, cause it's now it's not the same. You can't compare Michael Jackson to Drake, right. Or uh, to uh, whatever. So how do you do that? How does that work? Well, I don't know. At least I think it's nowadays it's easier to get a gold plaque or platinum plaque than if you're compared to the uh, time when there were CDs or vinyls or something. But uh, at least if I look at my plaque use, I'm still quite satisfied and happy with them. At least not so Still, I think like not so many people will get like any golden standard record in their life. So it's still a special thing for me, I think. No, it's very, it's very special. I just, I, I that's what I'm, my question though, it's sort of like, it's sort of hard, right? Cause it's like that, that you see these like old school rappers. I remember seeing like MTV Cribs and it's like, they got their, their gold, like the, the, this platinum, triple platinum, all these things. And now it's not really, there is no record sold. Right. So is that sort yeah. of, is that, is it converted to like downloads? Is that sort of like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's literally that, that's, like how how they do it yeah it's converted like uh like uh when it was albums the gold album was fifteen thousand in finland you get gold album and now you need two million streams so it's converted like that it's very very cool well listen dan uh tolpanen if i again pronounce i hope not right dan uniki on the instagram and across the board we will put the show more below and you guys can check it out and of course please please check out last call i said your third season is being released you've had the two and that's on the on your youtube channel which is um if i can just get it correctly here house of poker at house of poker that's the way to find it on youtube uh that that is your baby that is your project and again i i always commend when there's poker content coming out i think it's great i think it's always good you know almost almost always in positive light and this is very cool to get an in-depth look at the poker scene especially in finland so many top players and legends of the game and new new kind of emerging players that are also having a lot of success so very very cool and dan i appreciate the time so much i, I certainly will be checking it out and you guys can watch this of course on all the audio outlets the major ones and then this will be on youtube as you are watching now and any, any final words dan anywhere else any that they can support watch you are you most active on instagram twitter what, what's the best way to follow with you yeah, Instagram is the best way to know what's up. And uh, I want to thank you, Jeff. This was this was awesome. And uh, I really hope to see you live at some point. I hope you come to Finland. I will show you the best stuff there is. <laughs> and all the all the good to you and all your years for this year and all the, all the success. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you.